Attention Pokemon players, you are listening to Triple P, the Pittsburgh Pokemon Podcast. On today's episode, Jake gets a 10, Chuck paints, and we are getting ever closer to NAIC. Chuck, how are we doing today, my friends? I am doing good, taking a break from painting to be on this great podcast <laughs> it sounds like you've had a very fun day oh uh it's, well today is rainy and t- disgusting out but uh just working like usual but then every free chance i get i am getting my new house in order so uh starting with painting the walls that need painting right now so, i remember those days yeah so uh you know Every day is some fun uh, trip to Lowe's and or uh, Walmart or Sherman Williams, but I bought a whole bunch of paint. I have to go buy more eventually because I only bought two colors when I need four because it started small, but I'm getting the big rooms out of the way. A lot of paint and my arms are a little tired, so uh, too much ladder work. (laughs) Right, right. No, that sounds like you. Well, your arms are hurting. My legs are still a little sore um, because yet again, we had another um, awesome card battle box battle with uh, Megumi over at uh, the Oregon Pokemon and her channel, Gumi Gumi. Uh, again, with the new Astral Radiant set coming out, we bas- basically just uh, opened up a box each and, you know, with our whole point system uh, getting, you know, punished and rewarded um, going through. Um, you know, the day, both of us had some really, really good pulls. Um, although we were talking a little bit beforehand because last time, um, she wiped the floor of us and, and only got punished, I think twice the whole time, um, last time. Uh, but this time I took it, I ended up actually taking the win, but it was funny because in the first two rounds, she was punished both times. Um, so I'm like, man, in the first two rounds, you've been punished just as much as you were the whole stream last time. So it was kind of a <laughs> thing to come. Um, it was a close battle. So I think I came out uh, ahead by like two or three points total, which is not a whole lot for uh, the point system that we had. If we were at the tie, I was at such a disadvantage with that guess the energy because I can't do that for the life of me. Um, out of the whole booster box, I picked one energy correct um, on that guess that energy. Uh, I think she had like six. So though I, I had no chance. One for 36. Yeah, it's a it's a horrible <laughs> thing. But I still squeaked out the win. Um, having some pretty good pulls there. I had uh, Azashi and uh, Alt Art. I had uh, Grant Rainbow. Uh, I believe I had a Darkrai. And then the big one I had was the um, the Ice Rider with the uh, Peony hanging off the leg. That one, was, um, that one was a really good pull. That was towards the end of the battle. So I was pretty pumped for that. Yeah, I'm sure that was uh, a big hit right. for the, the score. It, it definitely was. Um, I was pretty happy with it. Um, but that was basically it for my week in Pokemon. Not a lot of opportunity for testing. Um, just like you kind of said, uh, we're both kind of being slammed at work a little bit. Um, you know, part shortages around the world for everybody's kind of hurting everything. So, you know, parts coming in, out, this, that, and everything. It's just making it very inconsistent and difficult to keep up. Um, so yeah. most of my efforts, unfortunately, were you know geared towards work. Hopefully after this week, uh, I'll be able to you know, kind of 
buckle down, pick my deck, get some de- game tests in with it. Um, I, you know, I probably played maybe 40 games this last week uh, between for our last podcast and as we speak now. Um, just doesn't seem like enough though going into NAIC. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. Uh, uh, I mean, it's just getting for NAIC, NAIC this. I know I'm going to have a huge distraction going into it because of moving. Right. Um, so I've not, I've kind of narrowed my deck choice to something that I've enjoyed playing and I had success with. I've just been kind of mind testing where I want to go with Lilligan. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I mean, I was hoping to be able to take it to Milwaukee and be like, give it a real test run. But right. I, I think that is going to be a very long shot. Um, for me to do, um, it just really depends on how the move, moving and things go. But uh, that is where I'm going to go. I have it online. Just going to, whenever I have free time, I'm going to throw games at it and see see what things I want to kind of poke and play with. Well, you know, I'm always available to help testing. Um, if you want to just like, you know, talk throughout our games see what worked what didn't work and kind of make decisions off that you know i'm uh, always there to help a buddy out yep we can do um can do just a couple of things i want to matchups i want to play with and see what uh what i can uh kind of tweak to make it better for sure all right well it sounds like it's about that time of the podcast where we get into our fun shenanigans we got our random card madness coming up yeah let's let's go we got i mean Astral Radiance is still new, so we're sticking with that set for a little bit. We got some fun choices the last few times. So uh, let me randomly generate some uh, numbers here. And we did that one already. How did I did that? I know we did that card already. So okay, so we're going to randomly pick a second card. We're going (laughs) to randomly pick a second card because I know we had that chat on that card already. All right, so this one's going to be a fun one. All right, so we randomly generated the number 110 after uh, generating Grant, which I know we did that chat on Grant already. Mm -hmm. Um, We got 110 is a metal Pokemon, stage two Bastiodon. Um, 160 HP, comes with a a big ability called Primal Fortress. Your Pokemon take 30 less damage from attacks from your opponent's Pokemon V. Big charm for everybody from Vs. And then uh, one attack. Uh, two metal and a colorless iron tackle for 180. And this Pokemon also does 30 damage to itself. Uh, grass resistance, weakness, fire. And I should point this out because it's crazy. Uh, four cost retreat. So that is kind of <laughs> killer right there. Right. I, I don't know, man. Uh, this, set, this sounds, you said it's a stage two? Stage two. A stage uh, two Pokemon that two shots things. I will say um, it's it's a stage two because uh, Shield On evolves from a fossil. I mean, it still yeah, it still has to evolve so, twice. Yeah, uh, the fossil it, is like a, a freebie because it doesn't give a prize. But all right, I I tend this is this is binder um, and I'll tell you why because it's a stage two mm-hmm. that two shots um, basically everything not not really taking Oko's. Um, the ability is is nice-ish, um, but if you're using it as an attacker, um, not good because you're hurting yourself. So you basically took any of your ability away, um, taking that that big charm there. Um, 
as a bench sitter, maybe, uh, but again, pretty clunky. Um, I don't know what you're trying to give um, extra HP to um, that you can dedicate that many spaces to your your deck for that because you're going to need at least a fossil stage one stage two um, potentially even a rare candy or something the fact to try to jump it um, kind of feels bad in my eyes uh, right now yeah uh, I am with you on that one uh, 100% I think uh, just the 30 damage reduction is not enough uh, for a stage two um, it's simply like it's nice that it's 30 damage poke all, all your Pokemon wide, but uh, if you really need to defend that 30 damage, just use big charms. And like it, it, that's simply um, you can put <laughs> uh, four big charms in for the, almost the cost of this line. Right. Um, Cause you'll be three Pokemon and a, and a rare candy to make it actually work. So, um, but it's just not, it's not worth uh, the juice. Isn't worth the squeeze. Right. Uh, you may find if you uh, it, in a GLC metal deck, if you want to build a tanky metal type deck, because there are a lot of things you can do with that, with uh, the, the pan and other things, but that might be the only niche use. And that still might be a little clunky to get out because, I mean, it's it's uh, GLC, so one of us. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Binder. Well, that is binder in bulk fodder for sure. Oh yeah, I, I agree with you hundred percent. All right, let's move on to trivia. It's time, time for trivia. Trivia, 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 trivia. I will go first for you. Sounds good to me. All right, we're we're going back to giving out a the in honor of GoFest. I'm going back to the Go uh, uh, Pokedex entries for this week. Um, so I'm going to give you a Pokedex entry. And then you have to tell me the Pokemon I am referring to. Um, all right. So uh, this Pokemon, it's well-liked by other Pokemon because of its beauty. The flower on its head needs constant care or it will soon wither and rot. Oh, brother. At first I was thinking Clefairy or something like that, but then you said flower on their head. Um you're putting me on the spot to think of grass Pokemon in a generation that I probably don't know. Do uh, uh, I'll give you a hint of the generation. We are looking at uh, these are Unova Pokemon. So yeah, not that's, that's Gen. Uh, I can't remember what Gen Snivy Tepig and Oshawott are. Yeah, I'm not gonna get this. I <laughs> I'm not gonna get this. I'll give you a hint. I played it at full grip. <laughs> Oh, Lilligan. It's Lilligan. There's a regular, Lilligan. regular uh, Lilligan, not Hisui. There's a flower on their head? The regular what? Lilligan has a flower on her head. I guess so. The, the little, yeah, okay. Yeah, Petlo oh. then blooms into a flower. Uh, a little bit more, well, like like a, a flowering Pokemon where the Hisuian Lilligan has got, got like kicky legs and stuff. So. Yeah, I'm thinking, I was thinking Lilligan more of like a... a, a a leg kind of Pokemon in not really seeing the flower on the head, at least because I'm looking at the V card. So um, I know there is the, the, the baby version that, that kind of probably shows that a little better. Yeah. The, the Hisuian has a little bit of a smaller flower, much more dancing and elegant. uh, Makes sense. Makes sense. You got me 
You got me, sir. I, I thought it was fun, and I knew I was going to talk about Lilligan a little bit. So, hey. Oh, for sure. No, that was a good. That was a good one. Okay, so let me jump on to mine. Um, mine is guess that Pokemon this ability belongs to. It's standard legal as per the use. Um, so the ability name, Vamoos. Vamoose. Oh, this is a new Pokemon. Not a new Pokemon. It's brand new Pokemon. It's never even been revealed. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, this is in Astral Radiance, I believe. Is it not? I don't need, I don't remember. You don't give it, me a hint. I, I don't I don't think I'm gonna get this. I think we've stumped each other this week. I am gonna guess uh thievil. You you were on the right track. It is it is from the new set, and you I thought you might have got it when you said stumped because it's pseudo-udo. <laughs> that is that is right, because I did play him in pre-release, and I did use that ability at one point in time. I mean, you were so remember, close. And I remember going, vamos, <laughs> right. retreats for free. Thanks. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Not ability I don't think we're ever going to really use in a, in a standard Leo game, but fun name, uh, nonetheless, uh, and you, you did allude to it. Um, if this Pokemon has any damage counters on it, um, it has uh, no retreat costs, so... And I, believe it's and I believe it's attack puts damage counters on it, too, because that... Yes, yes, the yes. attack does 30 damage to itself. It does 90 for two uh, fighting, and then, yeah, double edge 90 for yeah. two fighting, uh, 30 damage to itself, so you're going to hit and run because you're going to survive that, um, that that volley from your opponent's Pokemon. Yeah, I, that's, that brought back uh, pre-release memories when I actually did use Sudowoodoo in a deck. Right. And I did do that attack once. And then I was like, ah, I'm going to retreat. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I know. I thought that was a fun one. Um, so, you know, I had to go with it. Um, and before we jump into Turtwig, I forgot to say, because I alluded to it on the um, intro where I got a 10. Um, and then yeah. I started talking about the card opening because it was fun. <laughs> um, but a while back, um, I, I told the story on the podcast before, you know, with work being crazy, being able to get like uh, those building battle kits when it was uh, what's that? What's that set? Uh, Fusion Strike um, and ended up opening a bunch of cards at work. Um, and one of them was the Mew V alt art that I was really searching for and hoping to get. Um, and I decided, okay, I'm going to go send it off. Uh, and I sent it off a few, like a month or month or two ago. Uh, got it back on Saturday or yeah, it was Saturday. And it ended up getting a uh, PSA Gem Mint 10. So this is now the second PSA Gem Mint 10 that I own that I personally pulled. Um, so I was super pumped. Um, this one just was, uh, this, this card I'll never get rid of just because of the story behind it and, and pulling it at work. It was kind of funny, um, yeah. but I'm actually going to bring it into work. I forgot today, um, but I'm actually going to bring it into work and kind of like a show and tell <laughs> <laughs> that is cool. And, and I'll show, so show all my uh, coworkers that saw me pull it in, in the first place, but then I'll get to show them with it, you know, with the case and all that good stuff. So I was pretty pumped about that. Um, and I can't believe I forgot, but I was so excited with uh, the whole card opening thing because obviously that was super fun as well. Um, mm -hmm. So those were my two Pokemon things for the week. You know, speaking speaking of card openings, um, 
I did I did open a box this weekend as well because yes. I was I was uh, I was I wanted to jump into your battle with Kumi, but I, I unfortunately don't have the setup to do that right now. Yeah. So I the only thing I had ready was a booster box ready to go to open. And uh, I opened that this weekend and it was a Samurai box because I got uh, full art and rainbow Samurai in it. But I would have kicked both of your butts. Yes. If we if we would have counted it. Right. I, op- I opened that box and I sent a picture of all the pools to Gumi. And I was like, I think I would have crushed you guys. Yeah, I think you were like three points above whatever I had. Um, so yeah. you had a pretty good box. Uh, yeah. So it was, it was a good pool weekend for both of us. Uh, mine yeah. in a form of a booster box. I'm sure you're in your booster box was good. And oh, yeah. you pulled a gem mint 10 out of the mail. Yeah, I, I was pretty pumped about that. <laughs> so... <laughs> All right, well, let's stop stalling and let's get to Turtwig Talks the Meta. Ladies and gentlemen, trainers and Pokemon alike, you're listening to Turtwig Talks the Meta. This is your host, Ryan, otherwise known as RY for Gaming. I am joined by none other than the best starter of all time, Turtwig. This week we have 16 tournaments, 1,587 unique deck plays, and 4,225 matches to cover this week. So let's get into those top eights. Starting off, Arceus Duraludon had 9 top 8s, Arceus had 12 top 8s, Blissey had 14 top 8s, Mew had 15 top 8s, and the new dog on the top, Palkia, had 30 top 8s this week. So that's it for the top 8s of the week, let's look at those boring meta numbers. All these decks had over a 50% win rate this week, those being Palkia and Talion, Arceus and Talion, and Blissey Miltank. Notable changes to Mew Genesect, Palkia and Talion, Arceus and Talion, the Regis, Blissey Miltank, Urshifu and Talion, and Dark and Talion. Wow, that's a lot. Uh, starting off, Mew Genesect was down in win percentage by about 5% this week, being under 50%. Mew Genesect meeting new dogs isn't going so well for it. Palkia and Talion comes in swinging heavy with a increase in play by 7%, being number 2 this week and having a drop in win percentage, so the wow factor is kind of gone, but it is still staying strong at 57% win rate, so can't be too bad with that. Next, the play percentage for Arceus and Teleon went down from 16 to 8%, so an 8% drop this week. The Regis had an increase in play percentage by about 6.5%, but we're losing about 7% more this week. Blissey Miltank was increasing play percentage by about 4% and down in win percentage by about 4%, so a uh, give and a take there. Next, Dark Intellion had a decrease in win percentage by about 8%, shooting at under 40%, so Dark Intellion was not looking so hot this week. I would like to give some appreciation to our local group at Heroes in Comics by shouting out the winner of our Thursday Locals. This week's winner was nobody because we had an intentional draw for first place between Colton and Jake. Now, you guys have been called out, so let's see if one of you guys will take the award for actually winning next week. So, now now that's out of the way, let's talk about the decks that actually won this week. So, all these decks had a single win this week, that being Tapu Koko, Rapid Strike Inteleon, and other deck, Mew, Jolteon, and Arceus. Blissey took home two wins this week, Arceus Duraludon took home three wins this week, and on the top, Palkia took home five wins this week. Turtwig worked hard on getting all this data ready just for you, so if you could let us know on Twitter at RY4Gaming your thoughts on this week's report. That does it for this week's Turtwig Talks the Meta. I hope you all enjoyed and had a wonderful time. Until next time, be safe and take care, Pokemon trainers. All right, and we're back. 
another great meta report. And after every meta report, we have to get into the news. So this week, what do we got? We got lots, uh, lots of news. Lots of news. There, lots of news. We got some more radiant Pokemon to talk about. Yeah, we got um, we have drops. We have some other just Pokemon that aren't radiant that are still very much worth talking about. Um, but I think the first thing we need to talk um, is that Pokemon um, is bringing IRL play back officially at the league level, at the store level. Um, so that's a very, very positive news in the step in the right direction. Um, let me pull this up here. Um, and yeah, it's basically please. starting on June 7th, which is actually tomorrow for per recording this, uh, but yesterday as it releases. Um, yeah. So basically, all stores are allowed to resume league play. Um, currently, there is no league points, so there's no CP involved in these right now. Um, and to my knowledge, there are no um, promos, like the league promos with stamps on them. Um, that we've got in the past yet. I'm sure those are both um, on their way eventually once this season wraps up after Worlds. You know, we're getting our, our IC soon. Um, and Worlds not that far off that. So I'm, I'm sure right after the fact, uh, we'll start being able to start collecting points, hopefully. Yeah. And, and just being good to be back into the store for any of those stores that are, are st- we're still holding off and, or, or just to be back in like an official capacity in any of those new leagues that jumped up uh, pe- to be able to build the numbers to grow even more. Right, right. So a few other notes I want to talk about this because I did ask our local professor, Steve Good, um, just about organized play in Pokemon in these store locations, obviously with, with all these regionals coming or that we've had and still, to ha- still have the season, um, we've had to have proof of vaccination, um, up to date and all that stuff, plus wearing masks uh, for as far as he knows. And as far as we go on for this point, um, vaccination, proof of vaccination is not required, um, but would be helpful. But you still are these stores. If you are going to these stores for league play, you must have a mask. So you do have to follow guidelines and wear masks into the store um, and during the whole play Pokemon events. So just kind of keep that in mind. That is where we stand at the moment. If things change, we will sure, you know, to bring all that news to you. Yeah, I believe uh, just to kind of reiterate that the Pokemon, not the store standard, but the Pokemon standard mm-hmm. for a league night is uh, masking. Masked right. up. That is, st- up. That, that is the standard. A store may ask you to do more. A proof of vaccination may be required by a store. But as a, right now, the Pokemon standard is you have to wear a mask. And that's not a question of whether the store uh, wants to let you or not. It's a Pokemon standard. If they want to run a league, right? masking must be done for league night. 100%. All right. So let's get into the Radiant. And now I didn't pull up all the Radiant Pokemon here, Chuck, if you want to read I- I got them. Uh, we got, uh, there is, uh, there was a big article for the Kanto Trio. Um, mm-hmm. There is a evolution line of uh, the, the trio in the Pokemon Go set. And there is a radiant Kanto Trio, which uh, when I say trio, I mean the starters. So uh, we'll go through the radiance first because they're a little fun. Okay. Um but there's a radiant Venusaur, a radiant Charizard, and a radiant, radiant um, uh, 
Squirrel, uh, not Squirrel. Blastoids. Blastoise is the Pokemon I'm talking about. All right, so uh, Venusaur has a pretty neat ability. Um, if it wants to let me yeah, zoom it in. There we go. Uh, so it's 150. Uh, all the radiants are basics, obviously. Um, and you can only have one in the deck. So it's 150 HP. Uh, and then it has uh, an ability, Sunny Bloom. Once at the end of your turn, after you attack, you may use this ability. Draw cards until you have four cards in your hand. And then you have an attack, uh, two grass on a colorless pollen hazard, 90 damage. Your opponent's active Pokemon is now burned, confused, and poisoned. Three, three and one. Uh, so that's effectively, by the way, uh, 120 damage um, for that pollen hazard. Um, so yeah, uh, the ability is the big thing because right. that doesn't require him to attack. But literally, after you're done attacking, you can get to do something. Usually, up until now, it's been uh, after you attack, your turn is kind of over. Right. And now, now you get to draw some cards, so not too bad. Um, it feels like a card that can definitely get you out of like a low hand size. So this is up to four. So you, or you draw until you have up to four. And um, draw cards until you have four cards in, in your hand. Okay. So it definitely isn't something you're going to use if you have a, a, a large hand. Um, but definitely uh, anything that helps you draw cards, especially after an attack like that, um, pr pr at least decent and serviceable. Uh, my only, you know, hang up on this is, you know, there's still Marnie and Judge um, that can potentially you know, mess that up, although you're still getting the same amount of cards. So it's kind of like a net uh, equal, I guess. So yeah, um, not not horrible for sure. Um, the attack is serviceable, especially with, you know, having a lot of uh, effects out there right now with some maybe backup attackers that can kind of go along with it. Um, so not horrible. Um, I'm just trying to think of like random. I'm trying to think of random weird niche uses. And I, uh, I, I swear there's a card that like does extra damage if you have no cards in hand or something like that, where you could. Yes, you essentially could put this in that deck. Uh, get to no cards, get the extra damage, and then just instantly drop to four. Yes. Yeah. I, I feel that you're right. There is something that boosts your damage if that's the case. Because, um, like, uh, I know there's mirrored card damage, like, uh, if you have or you have the same hand size. Mm -hmm. But uh, that's when I was thinking of that. And I swear there's a card that does it. It's just eluding me at the time. But uh, I'd have to look it up. But that would be a cool new, new uh, use for it. Other than that, I think it's a cool ability. Drawing cards is good. Drawing cards after your turn's over is even better. Right. No, it it definitely is worth exploring. Yeah. All right. It so that's Venusaur. So what, what yeah, about the other two? The other two are the, the big two in my in my eyes, at least. Sorry, yeah, Venusaur. Venusaur is a pretty uh, niche card, but uh, we have the Radiant Charizard. Uh, so. Uh, this is going to be a hot one uh, in general uh, because it's a Charizard. He's shiny. It's radiant. It's rare. Uh, all that fun stuff. But he is a basic Pokemon. He's 160 HP. Uh, within a, uh, all these come with a cool ability and a cool attack. So excited heart. Uh, this Pokemon's attack costs one colorless for each prize card your opponent has taken. Mm -hmm. All right. And then uh, just like every other Charizard, an overpriced attack. Uh, one fire and four colorless uh, combustion blast for 250 damage 
during your next turn, this Pokemon can't use Combustion Blast. But uh, that's a four colorless, one fire energy. But if we're talking late game, four prizes taken from your opponent, that is 250 damage for one fire energy. Right. And if they're, if they're, if they take five prizes and you're, that's your last attacker, that might be able to close the game out because that, what's that? Uh, you said 50 plus. So that's 250 plus. So that's, um, plus any kind of damage buffs on top of that. Um, yeah. you're getting close to that Oko of the big V maxes. You're definitely going to be able to take, a, take away V's, especially with having that, that choice belt. Um, and then if you have any kind of like ping damage, definitely. Um, it could be a nice closing boom yeah. for 280 it, damage with the belt. Right. Uh, going. Yeah. That's a, definitely a great one of because it has uh, to be could. a one of. Uh, uh, it's a, it's just, a one of for sure. I just realized something too. Mm -hmm. He's basic. So you can Ludicolo this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's ridiculous. Well, okay. So what other fire Pokemon are you going to actually? Ludicolo with. Uh, I mean, I guess well, are you going to make an Entei deck work and then just come in with him after the fact? Maybe. Probably not. Probably not. I mean, it'd be weird to throw all that in together, but I'm just saying that Entei like, not Entei, but the Ludicolo works with that. So you can easily just drop 350 if you do that. You Well, not easily, but have that evolution and a fire energy and I mean, card. Ludicolo would have to have synergy with the, the, the main attacker. Uh, for this to actually work yeah. because if it doesn't it's not worth putting that much tech space in for <laughs> a closing pokemon yeah, uh, i mean but... well, with the see if we get a cool basic fire pokemon that's not named anti right i mean charles <laughs> yeah he, well he well there's no basic well the v-star is uh, evolution doesn't work no so. no it doesn't so it would have to have somebody other than Entei um well maybe Entei could work we'll see um Entei still hasn't been a thing yet um so I guess we'll just have to see maybe maybe um, when grass is back I mean you're trying to make grass back yeah. I had a little bit of testing today with uh with a grass deck with uh the the Gardena's premonition um felt pretty decent it still seems a little lacking right now um no. but we'll, we'll get there we'll get there all right uh now everyone's no not really everyone's but fan favorite blastoise radiant uh, 150 hp water pokemon all right and with our radiant ability we have pump shot you must discard a water energy from your hand in order to use this ability once during your turn you may put two damage counters on one of your opponent's benched pokemon uh, and then we have the attack, uh, two water and a colorless torrential cannon, 170 damage during your next turn. This Pokemon can't use torrential cannon. Uh, decent attack, but hey, what we got is discard a water energy and you get quick shooting. Right. Uh, especially with um, Inteleon rotating in a few months. Um we're not, I don't know if we're going to see the other Inteleon line there just to get out the quick shooting. This Radiant Blastoids seems better for that. Um, plus, you know, that discard, like you said, kind of, you know, lines up with that Palkia deck anyways, because they want to get uh, water deck water into the discard um, for either the ability or the Melanie or anything like that. So um, I think this is going to compete with Greninja um, as far as like a one of in that deck. 
in the Palkia decks. It's just, do you want that damage buff? Um, or do you want the, more of the consistent drawing? Um, and that's really kind of the question you have. But Palkia has um, options when it comes to its Radiant Pokemon. So um, that is that is a, that is true. I do think it might have competition. Um, I think the things that might hinder it mm -hmm. um, is uh, a Greninja. Um, I mean, you're comparing a damage modifier to drawing cards for said water energy um and the attack though the the pump shot only hits damn uh it only hits benched pokemon so that might be a little uh troublesome maybe right. i mean right. obviously you can do your math and set things up so that that makes it you do that but that might not be exactly where you want the damage to be hitting. Right. I mean, the, I don't think you're playing this one as much for the attack. Um, I mean, I think their Greninja is better because it's hitting two bench Pokemon for 90. So those are Sobble targets or, or Shinchino or any, any, yeah, the barrel, um, anything like that. Uh, again, it's, it depends on what you want to do. Um, with your deck and where the meta kind of is at the moment. So are yeah. you trying to get above something um, that you previously having a little bit harder time just getting that 20 extra damage um, that is pretty meaningful. Um, so again, it's just a very meta call during, you know, what, what we're kind of playing against right now. Yep. Um, so that's the radiant trio, right? Um, you guys can discuss and tell us which one you guys think is the best. Um, but then we also have the Kanto Trio that uh, basically is just a, a regular stage two with some pretty cool abilities in general that are coming out in the Go set. Um, uh, Venusaur, I think, has a pretty cool one. Uh, I'm going to go back to Venusaur and start with him. You know what? No, I'm going to tease you all. I'm not going to. I'm going to go. I'm going to go back down the line, and I'm going to give Blastoise the start this time, because Blastoise is uh, has a cool ability, and it's kind of like Shades of an older battle. Blastoise, I think, once during your turn, you may search your deck for up to six energy cards and attach them to Pokemon in any way you like. Then shuffle your deck. If you use this ability, your turns ends. Um, so, um, kind of, I can't remember. Like, not. I don't remember, but there's a Blastoise that accelerates energies really quickly. This is another one. Um, I think he's called Deluge Blastoise, but I could be wrong. So don't quote me on that. Um, hey, six energies real quick off of one ability, just costing your turn. So, yeah, um, it depends on how consistent you can get him out. Um, if you can get him out early game and set your board state, seems pretty good. Um, although I think Palkia, even though it's less energy, seems a little easier to get off. Plus, it's not ending your turn. Um, yeah. So it really depends on the deck. Maybe it goes along with a baby a baby deck um, that you don't want a two prize liability out there. Um, it you know time will tell um, where the meta is again. Um, currently, these two prize Pokemon aren't really that big of a liability because they're almost as much HP as these Vmax three prizers. Um, you know, but for, for less, less prize trade-off. So we'll see how one prizers, uh, be, how prevalent it become. If, if, if the meta is run by one prizers, I think this is maybe better, but, uh, generally I think Palkia is just better when it comes to acceleration of energy. 
Okay. Not understandable. Five, I just thought he had a cool ability. Oh, for sure. But let's go back to Charizard because we got another cool ability on a Charizard. Um, uh, burn brightly. Each basic fire energy attached to your Pokemon provides two fire energy. If you can't apply more than one burn, you you can't apply more than one burn brightly ability at a time. All right, so uh, I'm pretty sure this will probably be a GLC staple at one point uh, because Venusaur is that does exactly the same thing. Um, but it's pretty neat. You're thinking about sliding one Leonzard out for this so you can just magma basin hit. <laughs> I mean, that wouldn't be bad. Um, you know how I love Leonzard and anything yeah. else that can kind of give you different dynamics and, and charging up a Pokemon differently. Um, to give you different options, always something worth trying out. Yeah. Uh, it does have a decent attack. Uh, I would say decent. Uh, two fire, two colors, flare blitz for 170. You discard all fire energy from this Pokemon, but hey, if you're, it's, too, it's technically two energy if you are attached fire energy. So, um, because they're counting as two. Right. Yeah, All right. Not not too bad, not too bad. But let's see. You've been you've been I, hyping I, up I, Venusaur here. I teased you guys. I think this sounds crazy, um, but uh, Venusaur comes with a, a, a Loopy Lasso. <laughs> Once during your turn, you I'm using that one. I'm <laughs> using that one. Once during your turn, you may flip a coin. If heads, switch your opponent's bench Pokemon with their active Pokemon, and the new active Pokemon is now asleep and poisoned. No ending your turn. Just a free coin flip to boss your team, like boss a player. And Every you're giving them status effects upon bossing them. Yes. That's actually not bad. <laughs> it's not it's bad. It's just at like all. 50, like 50% chance I'm gonna get the Pokemon. I mean, we see oh, I didn't, decks. I'll boss. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, we see we see decks starting to play Pokemon Catcher again. Um yeah, I mean, and if it's an ability and you don't have to play a card, it, it um, doesn't. It doesn't end your turn. You just have to hit heads, right? Yeah, I mean, that's definitely worth putting in a deck. Again, not maybe not every deck, but it's definitely worth exploring in something. Yeah, I mean, we are talking. This is a stage two, so it, you have to get it there. That might be obviously keeping it out of the running for a bunch of decks, but very true. It is. Uh, I mean, boss on ability that doesn't end your turn is pretty good. Right. Yeah. Um, repeatable. Repeatable. repeatable that you can continue doing that. No, that's that's something, that, especially if the meta does slow down, if we are in more of this one prize um, meta coming up, hopefully, maybe that will see a lot more play because you, you'll have more time to set up. And all of all of these Pokemon have cute arts of all the stage ones and twos, squirrels and Charmanders too, but Nothing, they're just there to be evolved to the end end game. So um, that's about it uh, in this article. Um, there's a new Glycopod coming, nothing too crazy. It does show off a Mewtwo V Altart that looks mm -hmm. pretty freaking cool. So I have a couple I want to talk about here. Okay. All right. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Onyx in the Steelix uh, article. Not. Uh, so we, this is again, part of the Pokemon go. Um, so we have an Onyx, obviously he is a basic fighting Pokemon for 120 HP. He has two attacks, no abilities. He's weak to grass resistance to none. And his retreat is four. So he is a little bit hefty. 
Uh, but he has two attacks here. So the first one, uh, Rock Tomb, 150 damage during your opponent's next turn. The defending Pokemon can't retreat. Um, so, I mean, maybe not something that's world-breaking, but being able to um, stop your opponent from retreating, you know, may be serviceable. Um, you know, forcing them to get a switch, uh, depending on the meta again. Um, but I think the thing that has me at least taking at least a double double take is its second attack, which is a fighting, fighting, colorless, colorless, so a little bit hefty. Um, and we'll talk about energy acceleration here in a second. Um, but Wrathful Swing, 50x damage. This attack does 50 damage for each damage counter on this Pokemon. That's a lot of damage. It's a lot of damage. So it doesn't take much that, to get, what, five, five on you, and you're doing 250. If you get six on you, you're doing 300 plus any damage buffs. Uh, even deck seven is basically hurting you know is, is okoing most anything out there um yeah. ag again it's a little bit um a hefty of a price um but we have the gutsy pickaxe pickaxe so that can help um so maybe i can attach gutsy pickaxe and then colorless colorless um for the double colorless energy um, you can use twin you can use well while you have it so yeah while you have twin. it but but even if you're using the double colorless that is minus uh, minus twenty uh, or minus thirty? Um, you're, that's still big damage, depending on the damage counters. So I guess the the question is, how easy or what kind of a deck would this go into? Maybe like a Dawn Fan deck um, or something to that effect that kind of hurt your bench, so you can kind of like build them up over time. Maybe um, obviously it's easy to see that coming, in and your opponent will try to boss around it. But if they can't, you can punish them really, really hard. Um, but seems interesting enough to, you know, try out or, you know, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised seeing somebody make that work. Yeah. Um, the real question is, like, how do you combo up that four energy? Like, right. how do you how quickly do you do it? Because four turns is going to be a little bit iffy. Yeah, you can't I mean, wait there, that four turns. There's definitely ways to uh, get yourself a meaningful amount of damage counters on that Pokemon without having to like tank a hit right so and with that that high number that 50 damage like um you can you don't need to get uh like a more peco like almost dead to do good damage right you can you can only have a couple exactly so you don't want them to or your opponent doesn't want to intel on being this thing either um, or anything of that, that effect. Um, it does have an evolution, but I don't think anybody, this is one of those that you don't want to uh, evolve, but it does have a Steelix, uh, which is stage one um, metal Pokemon for 180 HP, evolves from Onyx. It has um, a fire weakness, resistance to grass, and again, four retreat, um, but it has two attacks for a triple colorless, uh, body slam, 70 damage, flip a coin, if hedge your opponent's active pokemon is now paralyzed um we've seen this kind of attack before it's it's not really like meta defining nothing too crazy there um and then you have a second attack we got um a metal colorless 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 um iron buster 170 damage during your next turn this pokemon can't attack um so i don't think you're ever going to evolve this onyx into steelix because i think if we are going to use it you're using that wrathful swing attack trying to take advantage of that yeah 
at least not this pairing of Steelix and Onyx, but correct. Um, yeah. Uh, but again, uh, a single prizer basic Pokemon. I know it's a, maybe a little clunky, at least on the surface, um, but that might be serviceable for sure. Yeah, very much might be. All right. So I got one more I want to talk about in the news. I don't know if you've seen this one, but the, um, there is a no, new Alolan Ratatata or Ratatat and a Raticate. Um, the Ratatat isn't really anything to you know you write home for. I think he's just the basic to get yourself to that uh, Raticate, but he is a basic Pokemon with 40 HP. He is a dark type. Um, he is weak to grass, no resistance. Retreat is one. So, um, you know, pretty easy to get out there at least. Um, for a colorless, colorless, Hyper Fang, 50 damage, flip a coin. If Tails, this attack does nothing. Um, like I said, I don't think this Pokemon is there to be, you know, uh, offensive threat him himself. Um, nothing too crazy. Rattata meta. Uh, the Rattata, <laughs> but it might be though, because we've seen this before in a Ratatat, but we got Alolan Ratatat. Um, he's a dark Pokemon, 120 HP. Um, stage one obviously um, evolves from Ratatat. Um, and he is weak to grass, resistance of none, retreat of one. Um, we've got uh, two attacks. Um, so the first one, I don't think we're going to really see too much, but a darkness um, chase up. Um, search your deck for a card and put it into your hand, then shuffle your deck. Um, so obviously, that's ending your turn, but, uh, you know, potentially getting a card you want out there. Um, worst case scenario is better than just passing. So nothing too, too bad there. Um, but this is the attack that we've seen before. I mean, well before me and you were in the meta. Um, but yeah. uh, from what I've heard people say, it's pretty busted, especially with some combinations we could talk about here. Um, but for triple colorless, we got Super Fang. Um, put damage counters on your opponent's active Pokemon until it has 10 HP remaining. Yeah, uh, that's nice to see on a not, uh, not like no flip. I've seen that on Kartana, which mm -hmm. uh, was a flip. You had it on Sheninja, but that was like a weird evolution to get that out. Just something that was hard to do. And, and Kartana was on a flip. Uh, but on a basic, this is a stage one, but three energy and it happens. So, right. Yeah. You, you, you put out two Ratatats on the bench and they, they can't really like hone down on one of them. Um, and putting that threat out there, um, putting any Pokemon down to 10 HP remaining, uh, especially with some three prize or two prizers that have big, big HP. Um, yeah. putting them in striking distance for Zigzagoon pings for Inteleon. We talked about Blastoids. Um, there's a number of different ways to get ping damage out on the board the next turn. Um, one single so poison counter. One single poison counter. Again, yeah, we saw that with uh, with that deck. Uh, or even with, uh, you know, Burns, other things like that. We can maybe put, like, Spicy Curry on, uh, you know, use that <laughs> and then use this attack and then it gets burnt to death. Um, so there's definitely a number of different combinations that you can do, um, to potentially put this as a one shot. Uh, the, I guess the question is having it be a stage one. So your opponent will see it and triple colorless is a little clunky. Um, is that triple colorless cost clunky enough to keep it out of the main meta? I'm not sure. What do you, what do you think about this card? Uh, the triple, the triple colorless is a, 
going to be a weird one. Um, Because uh, it's going to be, it's actually doable in dark. Right. Yeah. I was just about to say, because dark patch is a thing. Um, It, and then you attach the DTE because you don't need any, it doesn't, it's not doing damage. No, it's, it's not a, doing damage. So it's an effect that puts damage counters on. So um, you're not worried about the minus 20 uh, from DTE. So yeah, a dark path. I mean, in a dark type, it has the best opportunity to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, it is not necessarily easy, but it has the best opportunity in that typing. Right. And again, I, I've been on the train of trying to make a, like a, um, what's it called? Um, the Zora Arc box at work. Um, so you can, you know, you, this is just another tool you can put into that Zora Arc deck um, yep. to, you know, turn him into there, put it with the Minienas, put him in there with the, with the, um, you know, whatever that, uh, the berry is with the different colors. Um, the the trubbish yeah, yeah the the the, no, no. the trubbish the garbroder that applies poison if you have a stadium to no I wasn't talking out. about that one it was more <laughs> what's, what's the one that I'm looking for um I know people are probably yelling at me but the the wormadams the wormadams that have different yeah. um so you can probably you know put that in a in like a toolbox kind of a deck um and we may see you know this might be the thing that kind of puts it over um being able I mean, to deal with it offensively with almost anything. Dark is getting enough toolboxy cards that that Zora dark deck, dark dark box deck might just stay dark. And right, just a bunch of start stage one darks like right Pokemon in the bench, in the discard because they got Mighty Ina, you got the the Zora arcs, you got uh, yep. the Eradicate. I mean, I, I if you're going to use Eradicate, I, I do think Garbodor is like something you think about, but um, yeah, yeah. Uh, again, a lot of different options coming up forward for. You know a, a lot of different dark decks, and I think this one just may see some play. I think I think he's with dark patch. He's just good enough, or not just good enough, but he's good enough that you're not going to worry about acceleration of energy, so you can get this guy out and and do damage. Um, so um, keep an eye out. All right, that is it for the news. Um, and it was kind of good timing, Chuck, because as we were finishing talking about the news, the power went out at your place um, with the storm going on. So you had to jump on your cell phone. Yes. As you can probably tell with the change, uh, I'm changing device, try and just want to get through. Uh, I don't know how long this is going to cause. So just going with what works. Exactly. No, I appreciate that. You know, we, we, we're both working adults have to be up in the morning. So got to get, got to get this show on the road. Um, but like I said, um, that is enough for the news. So let's talk about the current meta. Um, now we're in this new meta for the last couple of weeks. Um, you know, you, you were at the full grip a few weeks ago on um, the meta. St- people are starting to play on ladder. People are getting these decks. Um, what have you seen, um, out there that, um, you know, that may be different from what you were expecting, you know, um, to see on, on the ladder. Um, so I've seen uh, the Reggie's take Storm right from last week too, um, to be seeing a lot of play. Something we didn't talk a lot that was in prevalent in full grip is the Blissey Mill Tank deck. Yeah, Mill Tank has been out there in, in abundance. And, and Palkia inserting his dominance as well as, I mean, uh, other 
Mu and Arceus archetypes. Right. Um, but those are the big three that I'm, I'm, I'm seeing in the takeaway of the new meta. Right. Uh, I mean, Palkia um, just got it online this weekend. All the cards to make a, a, a true Palkia deck without the Ice Rider. Um, you're just actually running a, a game or two when uh, waiting for you to get uh, back in between the, the you know the <laughs> game and um, yeah. both both games went really really smooth. Um, the deck can go very very smooth. Lots of different options. Um, hits big numbers early. Um, and punishes your opponents for having a big bench, but then also punishing them for having a small bench, depending on what they have up there. Um, so um, pretty good deck. Um, and I see what the hype is about uh, Palkia for sure. For sure. Um, but going um, into... It, oh, sorry. I was going to say, he's definitely one of the... He's probably the most popular archetype coming out of Astro Radiance at the moment. Um, right. From, from seeing information on the web limitless terminates and stuff like that what's being played still right i mean he's he's everything intellion was um although he just hits numbers uh a higher numbers for per, uh, a little bit easier really um so you're you know typically with your rcs you'd be using his his ability to get the double colorless out there and maybe some kind of consistency train um but it's kind of the same thing with palkia you're getting his ability to get the energy acceleration. Um, and then you're, you're, you're using the Intellions to continue on going that train. So um, for almost the same kind of setup, he's doing a little bit more damage. So I see the appeal to the Palkia over Arceus. Yeah. Um, yeah. I really can't. I'm just, I'm just looking over like uh, last week's like limitless numbers and, and our church week meta report too. Um, just seeing, I mean, he does. He's he's doing really well. Has a great win percentage. So, um, really, Palkia came on the storm is like, yo, Arceus, yeah. I'm a god too. And and Dialga's there. Trying. Dialga's there trying. <laughs> I, I did run into a Dialga the other day, and it you know on its turn two, it did what it wanted to and got that god tier turn off and was able to double attack me. Um, and then basically took game. Um, but the, but the meta share really is pretty balanced when it comes to these top decks. We kind of talked about Arceus and Palkia already. Um, Reggie's are still seeing some love. Um, Ice Rider always seeing some love. And then, you know, some of the new stuff, the mill tank um, is definitely seeing there uh, being up there. But um, even with Palkia being the number two deck play, that's at 11. Or I'm sorry, at 9.11%. Uh, Muse at almost 13% at the highest, um, but the meta share is very, very split down the middle for the most part. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it, the top three are, the, they're, they're taking it at the moment. Um, it's hard to, I mean, they're really doing it. I'm, I'm, I'm blanking for things to say at the moment. So, <laughs> yeah. like, they're, they're really doing a good good job of a control in the top three spots they do their things they hit the numbers they need to hit so it's really like if it's not broke why change right exactly. at the moment exactly uh, uh, palkia was like the the new insert and he's he's proving he can contain can hang with them but the other the other two rcs and teleon and and, and like a mu it will still do decent numbers even with these newcomers 
Right. Um, so with the two newcomers that we've basically kind of alluded to, um, the Reggie, the Reggie list, do we think it's actually legitimate enough to stay around? We're still seeing like almost uh, six and a half percent play percentage at at basically a 57 percent win rate. I'm sorry, a 47 percent win rate. Um, so it, is that good enough to stick around and stay in like the top 10 decks to play? Are, are we expecting to see this for the next like two months? Uh, I don't know. I don't know if you're going to see it the next two months, but you might have to have like a, I think you just have to figure out how to play around it. Cause it, it, it might be the new single prize deck. Like I don't, um, it's, relatively inexpensive to get um maybe a little bit more straightforward than rapid strike malamar mm-hmm. uh you have maybe a little less propensity to uh, i don't know i think both of them have a little bit of propensity to brick out right but um yeah i mean it might just relegate itself to like that uh tier two rogue deck that can ruin someone's day uh if they want to play it but you like really got to get hot to make it la- like go right like, to the cut it definitely doesn't seem like people are having a hard time getting getting going um the few times i've played it on the ladder my opponents are getting this deck up um and getting the majority of their pokemon um and their bench filled up early um and, and you know just kind of doing what it wants to do um so if it can continue doing that in the next couple months um we're going to see plenty of play um you know, for that Reggie deck. Um, but one other thing we need to talk about, I guess, with the new decks is the Blissey Mill Tank um, it, or just Mill Tank on its own. Do we think this deck um, is good enough to stay around with all this bees uh, or all these top decks um, at least have an answer to it? What, what say you? Um, looking at them, I, I, I kind of, I, I didn't think Mill Tank would kind of make it a, a, a dent I think I thought we were kind of past that stage but apparently I was wrong uh, I mean looking at its its share and it, its win rate it's doing decently so uh, it's gotta you gotta have a, a game plan for it and and just I, I, I think taking out trying to stay around those mill tanks preying on the blissies maybe to get through the game quick enough so that um, you're not stuck into like a stall state, I guess, but it, it is with the, with those stalling decks and things that just want to kind of block you out. You may start seeing some techs in for it, right? Just so to, I mean, just so you don't have to worry about it. So the the big three are, I would say, three point five um, Mew um, being able to kind of deal with this with um, you know its max miracle, um, and then also having. Um, m- Meloetta out there to take these guys down. Um, you have, you know, the new the new kid on block um, with the Palkia having, you know, a lot of times having that Inteleon train to be able to deal with this, plus Greninja on top of it being able to, um, you know, not one-shot it, but putting it in range of, of ping damage to kill it. Um, so that's, you know, pretty important there. And then also Arceus, um, you know, a lot of times Arceus Dark, um, we'll have the Moltres, the baby Moltres, um, or, you know, Arsis Inteleon also has those Inteleons as well. So those like 
big 3.5s have answers for the mill tank. It's, I guess, the, the other decks that may kind of struggle to find that. Um, like the Lilligant deck um, typically doesn't have anything um, or any any of these um, VV Max decks uh, beyond the big 3.5 may struggle with this card. Yeah, uh, things like not necessarily uh, the big three, but maybe things that are in that tier 1.5, tier 2 range, things mm-hmm. like RC Duraludon, things that use big beefy thing like uh, attackers and and Lilligant is kind of one too. Um, I have some ideas of how I could play around it, but gotta see if it actually works. Right. Um, but um, uh, like a Urshifu deck that doesn't really have single prizers with it that it could use. Um, um, yeah, anything that doesn't run Inteleon because it doesn't have Inteleon as an attacker. So wait, anything that doesn't run Inteleon with water energy. So Urshifu might be a, like usually runs it with water energy, but like a dark box. Yeah. Um, even though it wants to do those uh, rapid flows, I mean, you're still can't. I mean, you might find yourself with nothing but blissies or mill tanks on the deck on the bench. So um, you got to find a way to take knockouts. Um, just causing new ways to play. Uh, it might turn out to be a flash in the pan though we'll see right i mean uh we'll see again again like i said the 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 big decks i think have an answer for it so i don't know if you're going to bring this to like um naic or any of these regionals but being able to go on the ladder and just kind of like taking quick wins for some um you know some coins and stuff like that uh, or catching people off guard um seems pretty good yeah i mean i think there's like decidueye before it even though decidueye is still there um still there like it's still like people try to play it every now and then um it didn't rotate yet but uh being mill tank is basic um you will probably still find it come there'd be that guy just like we had there's always that guy that plays decidueye there'll be that guy (laughs) that plays mill tank and tries to catch tries to catch you off guard um for competitive players like some sometimes there's like two mindsets to this, I guess. It's just like, forget it. Like, it's not good enough. Like you said, like it, it's not going to be good enough to probably run the table and take a tournament. So don't play it. And then there's not going to be enough people playing it to tech for it. So don't, don't worry about it. Just don't <laughs> hit it like in the tournament run. Um, there's that mindset. And then there's people that just like, all right, I'm willing to put a, a slot or two to get out of this matchup a little easier. Right. But then you may never meet, you may, may never face it. So it's definitely, you know, you have to kind of respect it probably. Um, but again, I don't think it's going to take any tournament down. I, Hey, I could be wrong. Um, Blissey on its own can do some big damage. Um, especially if it's, it's like a tank, to, uh, a, a healing tank. Plus you have that option to, to wall people off. Um, could be pretty good. I'm um, going for it. So we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I, I will say you'll see. It's current probably like right now. It's like a, a decent, uh, like not a decent, but it's enough of the share that you might want to worry about it if you're playing in online tournaments. But uh, we'll have to see when it comes to um, Milwaukee. I think is the first one that mm-hmm. you can actually play Astro Radiance cards if people want to put the money on their line with Mill Tank and Blissey. 
Like that's, that's the thing. Like when you come to regional play, like do people want to play that and how much are they going to play it uh, to, to see whether it's worth worrying about. Right. All right. So there's two other decks and I kind of want to lump them together. Um, and that being Darkrai and Samurott, um, both new dark decks, um, not really seeing a lion's share of the meta, um, about two point, like 2.3% each just on average, both under that 500 mark, um, Samurott being at 45%, Darkrai being at 48%. Um, it doesn't seem that these have, these decks have been making an impact on the meta like some people may have predicted, um, especially with Mew still being arguably the BDIF. Um, what's why? Why are these not seeing as much success? I guess that's the question with with Mew being such a prevalent thing. Or did we already have a decent enough answer? Uh, I I think we have a decent. Well, I don't know if we have a decent enough answer. They're probably a better answer than than what we currently had. Have maybe an easier answer, but I also think that. Uh, Pokemon created other cool Pokemon archetypes uh, in Palkia and, and even more Miltank and Blissey and or the Reggies, like mm-hmm. just people. Uh, what you're not seeing is the 30 per like the 28% Mew meta share, the like the ungodly high meta share of Mew VMAX. Right. Um, to where like Dark was like a please give me something with a dark deck so I can one shot Mew. Right. Um, as when they basically previewed Darkrai and they're like, oh, this thing's going to murder Mew. Well, Mew isn't there enough. Uh, so it doesn't murder everything. It murders Mew, but it doesn't murder everything. So uh, that it, what these decks do well against Mew, yes, but against the rest of the field, they struggle. Like Darkrai, you have to, like, getting that damage is like a, like asking a shadow rider to get da- ramped up. You're at, right, that's, right, the right. Of da- that's the amount of damage you need to do. And shadow rider is not seeing a lot of play. Not, not because he's just also dark weak to dark, but because he doesn't ramp fast enough as things that currently do. And then Samurott ramps quickly, but he hits like a wet noodle after he ramps once. So that he struggles after to get to six prizes. Right. So, um, I, I, it- and the thing I've kind of seen in like just a little bit of early play testing with Mew um, versus these two decks, um, and I have a positive record again, a small sample size, um, but Mew just runs so much quicker, um, is able to set up in general, and is is kind of preys upon their slow starting. Um, so even having that weakness is not necessarily like it's still like at, at worst like a 50-50 matchup, at least in like I said the limited testing I've done. Yeah, and both of these decks, like one of the reasons why Arceus can do so well and in in limited form Palkia, uh, because Palkia does what it wants, kind of like Arceus does, in its V-Star ability is helps set it up. It it's it's a consistency thing. Whereas in Samurott and Darkrai, I mean it's kind of more or less just more damage ramping. Like uh, Sam, like Dark Rikana is set up because you're getting two items from the discard, mm-hmm. so you you may be able to use setup. But if you're like those items, may not help you actually set up your board. It's usually I would assume probably more to get more damage ramping for your dark uh, energy and stuff like that. But right. you don't have those consistency V star abilities to help you keep pace 
with the speed of Mew. Right. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I agree. Um, so I, I, it might be um, a deck that's going to fall the wayside. We'll see. Um, are there any, I guess, before we go on to Mew, are there any decks that you're going to see um, kind of pull away from the pack and, and f- kind of establish themselves, um, you know, outside of you know, the, the gods and Mew? Uh, no, I don't think you're gonna have one thing like pull away like a movie Max did. Mm-hmm. Where you're no, so I okay. If you're saying that you don't think anything, any one deck's gonna pull away as like the BDIF, um, that just means that the, the, the meta will be balanced and there won't be a lion's share of one deck over another. So you'll see less, at least in my you know, my theories on this, would you'll see less decks to counter, um you know, any specific decks. Do you, you kind of agree with that? Correct. I think the days of having the, the Mew straight, like the, like a Mew straight counter, like the dark box that kind of just, it, it auto wins, not, not necessarily, and never was an auto win, but really goodly wins against Mew. And then kind of like, can I 50, 50, the rest of the field kind of thing. I think mm-hmm. that is going to go to the wayside, but not necessarily to the wayside completely, but they'll change a little bit to where people will want to counter Mew and then people maybe want to counter Palkia because they'll be popular. And then they might be able to take a, um, a, a decent matchup against Arceus because of, you know, hit points and, and the way Arceus runs. Um, they may be able to just chuck in a, a, a Zapdos or something like that mm-hmm. um, where they can do good against two of them like we're talking maybe a, a, a lightning deck, a Tapu Koko, mm-hmm. uh, do good against two of them and then take a maybe lesser than like a, a 30, uh, I mean, a 40, 60. Yeah. Chuck? Hello. Hello. What happened? I don't know. I heard 4060 and that was it. Oh, I don't I don't have a clue. I was just talking and then it's you 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 you, you yelled at me. <laughs> <laughs> I okay, was still well, talking. Well, you're going to have to cut it off at 4060 then. <laughs> okay. Um I remember what I was saying. Okay. Um so they may be willing to take uh, a 40, 60 or uh, 50, 50 against the, the third and, and just call it a day there and have, have that with the top three and where you might see more, more different deck types um, fill out the meta. So, right. Okay. Well then big question um, with the, that being say, said, you can't counter everything. I, I obviously some of these percentage points that are going to, uh, potentially like these Reggie's or these other decks um, might start settling down. Um, what in your eye is the BDIF um, of this format or you don't think that there is um, at all? Uh, I think it's too early to call that. Um, I tend to, I, I, I tend to think with less counter against Mew that makes Mew, by far the better deck if nobody's 
out to get it. You know what I'm saying? People have been out to get it and it's still seeing success. If less people are out to get it, it might just be better than everything else. You, I can't disagree with you. Um, part of me just likes the fact the that what Palkia does. Um, oh, Palkia hits consistent, hard, consistently. I would say better than Arceus and better than Mew in generally, uh, in general, because it's a higher number. Um, and it's, it's less damage modifiers every turn to take Oko's on big opponents. So, I mean, there is a lot of appeal to a Palkia deck for sure. Uh, that, that I, that's why it's too early to call for me, but my eye is watching between the ma- the matchup between those two. Right. Like, uh, I think come NAIC, like that'll be the main card on the event, a Mew versus Palkia. Like that would be it. Yeah. Arceus, is going to be relegated to the undercard. I would probably tend to think there. I like that's like um, the the one point five or something like that. Yeah, I, that that would be my thing. I just can't pick between the two because you are absolutely correct. Because if people can't just gun from you and they have to worry about Palkia, and uh, then you can kind of like get that uh, hype train going again and just kind of like do its thing right and we haven't even talked about the new mew um with the trekking shoes um some people using grant uh or or the the gutsy pickaxe um just to to mill down your your um your deck faster and faster and faster um, than you ever been able to in the past um giving you more options to get out of things like path at a peak um i you know i've played mew that first week um and even with a lot of path out there um, having different options uh, and that those that many more cards to get out of Path of the Peak makes Mew even more of a threat. And, and just generally, in his setup went from you know went to you know a, a, another notch um, where it was already so fast and faster than everything else. Now it just has those trekking shoes make it so much faster and more consistent. You're just seeing more cards, and you know seeing more cards is never a bad thing. Yeah, and Trekking Shoes is one of my favorite cards from Astral Radiance. I've been it's by far my favorite card to play. Uh, <laughs> hyped, by far. Hyped. Uh every time I pull one, I'm like, yeah, more trekking shoes. Right. Uh, <laughs> I I absolutely love that card. I don't care. I I just I was amped to put it in my deck. Uh I think it's a great card. I think you'll start seeing people use it more often. Uh, it goes great in Mew. I think it goes great in any deck. I mean, it simply just gets through your uh, cards. It gets through your deck more often. Uh, more, f- It gets through your deck quicker, is what I'm trying to say. That's the word. Mm-hmm. And if you happen to just you know look and see, oh, this is the card I wanted, you're not asked to get rid of it. You just keep it. Like It's, exactly. a, it's a win-win. Like, oh, this is the card I need? Uh, yeah, okay. It's not the card it. I need. Uh, uh, bye. Oh, you're, you're, uh, oh, you are not necessary. See you later. Exactly. Give me the next card. Like, exactly. uh, it's, it's an, uh, uh, pound for pound, maybe the best card printed in Astral Radiance, in my right. opinion. 
right and and okay and before I, I agree with that but what better feeling is it to use a trekking shoes into a trekking shoes to then use it again to trekking shoes into something else um, uh, I, a- I have i did that i did that at full grip I, I trekking shoes discarded into a trekking shoes and i was like all right we'll take this i'm gonna trekking shoes again <laughs> <laughs> right and you're just digging for cards you know it, it's, yeah. it's it's just that card that just is so fun to play um, gives it a little bit more skill expression, I guess. Yeah. All right. So, I mean, that's a pretty good discussion on what we've kind of seen and what is kind of, you know, rising and falling um, in stock. Um, let's let's kind of like lastly talk a little bit more. I know we're going to, you know, for the next few weeks, we're going to be talking more about NIIC. I know Milwaukee kind of in that same vein because it's the weekend before. It'll be the first Astral Radiance. Um, and you kind of already talked are you are you kind of on board for that Lilligant? Um, or do you think that might uh, you know not be quite as consistent um, as maybe some of these other decks? So where are you um, kind of leaning? Um, I'm leaning if if I'm leaning to play it because I think it can be as consistent as as some of these other archetypes. I mean, right. Lilligant has uh, has a setup ability. Um, like I find similar in the veins of a Palkia Arceus V-Star ability. Um, it's really just about um, how you position the deck and how you set it up so that it can do well against the rest of the meta. Um, because you won't be hitting for weakness and you won't be getting hit with, for weakness on you've been talking mm-hmm. I, I was also hyped because the dark decks were popular so like you're hitting the mu counters so but they're kind of going by the wayside so that's why kind of the the easier mat you might not find as many easier matchups but i still feel like it hits like i think Lilikin can hit really hard for big damage um and then also with the right cards be tanky so I want to see if I can make it work and then go from there. Yeah. I, I can't fault you there. Um, I think for me, um, I, again, I'm not going to Milwaukee, but for, um, for, you know, internets, um, I'm really just, I I'm trying to weigh my options between, you know, the two BDIFs. Um, again, um, less people are looking at Mew. I mean, there's still people looking at Mew, um, but there's just less predators out there specifically gunning for that. Um, and then Palkia just so consistent, um, off the bat, it, 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 I think it's, it's better overall than the Arceus builds, um, both water and dark, uh, because you can go turn one and miss energy attachment and it's no big deal. Um, you could just, you know, you could use his ability and be up and running. Uh, plus you have Melanie, um, in some of these decks. Uh, so there's always options. So it, it feels better than Arceus. Um, again, in the early testing, um, you know, going forward, those are the two decks I'm leaning towards, but Hey, those are the two that people are most gunning for. So we'll see, um, how that goes. Yeah. Um, I, I will say if I can't, if I don't get elegant to a place where I like it, Palkia might be my backstop. Maybe, right. um, if I can also build it in IRL, um, uh, that's one thing I haven't really been pulling, but Hey, if we can, if we get there, uh, we can get there. I think that might be the, the one B 
the plan B. I think it's a really good deck. Um, I do also want to throw out, we haven't really talked about him, but Ice Rider could be a dark horse in this, I think. So, I mean, I agree because if there's a lightning deck that comes up that kind of like hard stops Palkia, um, or if even that Jolteon stops, um, yeah, one of the Jolteon that, that, that list has not talked about him, but um, uh, yeah. it de- de- definitely has different weakness coverages. Again, metal's not super prevalent. Um, I mean, it's there, but it's not super prevalent, like I said. Uh, so depending on matchups, you could really play that. The, the one thing I would say is it, it takes away from the bench consistency. So being having to set up a backup attacker that's a different attacker um, sometimes can lead to inconsistencies with prizing um, or having to discard because you have less of them. Um, well, oh, go ahead. Yeah, no, that's basically it. I mean, it, uh, I was, it is I definitely was thinking viable for sure. Well, I was thinking even more in just a, a, a straight, Ice Rider, don't worry about uh, Palkia, because I think of all the Pokemon that hit 280, he does it the easiest. And if Arceus and Palkia are mainstays, like it's that you're literally oh, they're just, going to be, they're going to be. You're literally just where's my choice belt, and then you can like not fill your bunch out during Park Palkia. Make sure you get those uh, Arceus kills when you need them. Uh, and then you're really just worried about the Mew matchup, which is granted not necessarily easy, but you just got it. Maybe you just kind of tailor the deck a little bit towards that. But hey, okay. I could be wrong. The the Ice Horse always has done me well, so got a soft spot. Oh, for sure. Um, that being said, I mean, there's plenty of options out there. Um, in a few weeks, you know, we'll see what happens. I can't wait to, you know, discuss and see and, and test and all of this, um, you know, fun stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks. Um, but th- I think that's basically going to do it for us this week. Um, we had a really good discussion on some new stuff coming in, um, how the meta is looking right now. Um, is there anything else that you want to say before we wrap this up today? No, uh, I'm just going to apologize to everyone for my audio issues and thank you for staying with me. Just, just trying to get through, my mobile setup and everything still going on. Uh, so you'll get trying to give you the trying to give you the best thing I can until I'm completely set up in the new place. Not a problem, my friend. But thanks again, everybody, for sticking with us till the end. And we'll talk to you guys on the next episode. Thanks again for listening to the Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast. Uh, if, as always, if you could do us and future listeners a favor and leave us a like, a rating, or a review on whatever your podcast platform of choice is, it goes a long way to helping out the pod. Plus, Jake, where can you reach us directly? Yeah, you can get me at Pinux1 on Twitter, as well as Chuck at WatchWimsy and Ryan at ry for gaming you can also reach us on Twitter for the whole Pittsburgh Pokemon podcast at Pit Pokepod. Thanks again, guys and gals. We'll see you all next time. See you later.